If there's one principle I try to live by that's helped me more than anything else, it's this. Catch negativity early. Hello, and welcome to The Joy Within, where we're eliminating stress and negativity, one thought at a time. I'm Kyle Greenfield, and I'll be your guide as we explore how to be calm, confident, and happy in our crazy modern world. Join us each week as we dive into some of the biggest ideas in spirituality and personal development. We'll learn what it takes to gain control of your own mind, master your mood, and navigate the many ups and downs along the way. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started so you can become the calm, confident, and happy person you truly deserve to be. Hello, and welcome back to the Joy Within's podcast. Today, we're talking about stress, how to deal with it, and why I believe it's absolutely essential to take preemptive action to try to head it off before it spirals. And apparently, it's the perfect time to talk about this, because I actually just learned that April is Stress Awareness Month, which is great. I think stress is a big deal every month, but April is a great time to kind of pause and reflect. We're a few months into the year, it's easy to have your head bogged down in whatever it is that you're working on and to forget to look up and quite literally smell the roses. I live in London, and in late spring, the parks and the sidewalks just come alive with roses, and lots of people have them on their front patios, and I'm the guy who you'll see walking down the street, stopping every few paces, sticking my nose over people's fences to literally smell their roses. I know that's hard to do when you're stressed, so hopefully today's episode will help you with that. Before we dive into dealing with stress, though, I really want to emphasize the importance of being proactive about it. I know a lot of people try to deny when they're stressed. Maybe they think that it's not a big deal, maybe they think it'll go away, but mostly I think it's because stress often starts out really softly. And I see this all the time with my clients. It's when you know that there's one thing that's bothering you a bit. It's a little stressful, but it's not stressful enough for you to do anything about it. So you just put up with it. You just tolerate a low level of stress in your life. The problem is, that little hint of stress isn't going to disappear until you take action against it. And in most cases, it will get worse. If there's one principle I try to live by that's helped me more than anything else, it's this. Catch negativity early especially when it comes to things like stress, frustration, and overwhelm. The sooner you can identify the issue and actually do something about it, the easier it will be to deal with. Otherwise, those negative emotions will grow. They'll start to seethe within you, and they'll spiral. Stress begets more stress. And I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying it to warn you, because I have been caught in that spiral more times than I can count. And I've seen people I love get caught in that as well. And let me tell you, it is not fun. But if you can head off those stressful thoughts early, if you can redirect them, you'll be in a much better place. At least in my experience, I've noticed that thoughts and emotions are easier to change when they are not that intense. It is easier to protect and nurture a neutral state when you're in that middle ground of just a little bit stressed, but not too worried about it, then to have to reach down and pull and drag yourself up out of the depths when the stress really hits. 
So practically, what does that mean? I think more than anything, it means being proactive. If you know stress is an issue for you, or if you know there's going to be a tough month coming up, or if there's one or two times a year, every year, that are always super busy and stressful, you can take action now to prevent that stress. You can build up your mental resilience, create a safety net, so you're more resilient and ready when the time comes. I was hanging out with a friend a few weeks ago, and he'd just been to the doctor. Standard checkup, he goes in, thinking he's perfectly healthy, and he gets the blood work back, and the doctor tells him he's pre-diabetic. And my jaw literally dropped as I'm hearing this, because he seems healthy, he's not overweight, he's in decent shape, and frankly, selfishly, I don't like thinking that I'm at an age where friends are starting to get diagnosed with health problems, but that's a separate issue. The point is, because my friend now knows he's pre-diabetic, he can do something about it. He can change his diet, he can exercise a bit more, and he can do a few simple things now before the quote-unquote problem is really a problem. And by taking those little steps today, it will save him an immense amount of pain later on. When it comes to health stuff, we get that. But we don't often do the same when it comes to our mental health. There's a stigma about it for some reason. Even though it can be easier to spot, we don't have to go get a blood test to know that we're pre-stress. And how many people do you know who live almost perpetually in that state of pre-stress? I mean, how often are you in that state? When you're a little stressed or worried or frustrated or overwhelmed, but it doesn't seem like a big enough deal right now to motivate you to find the cure. It's just a nuisance, and you don't think of it as a problem. And because we don't see it as a problem, we do nothing. When, really, we're at that easiest stage to deal with it. We can just make a few small shifts to our mental diet. We can develop a few simple inner exercise habits. So we can head it off before pre-stress becomes stress, and stress becomes burnout. Hey guys, so I don't run outside ads or get sponsors for the podcast, which means I rely on you to help keep it going. The best way you can do that is to help spread the word. Leave a five-star review, tell your friends, share it on social. I think we all know people who are struggling, and I know issues like stress and negativity can be hard to talk about which makes sharing a link a really easy way to connect and tell someone you care. And if you find the podcast helpful, I promise you they will too. So do me a quick favor and think of three people you know who would benefit from this podcast and send them a link. That's it. Now, back to the show. Let me give you an example of how this plays out. Some of the most important principles we teach here at The Joy Within boil down to getting really good at stepping back and catching your thoughts, by which I mean paying attention to that little voice in your head. When you build a habit around those two key skills, which, by the way, doesn't take a lot of time to do, then a lot of your inner stories will start to fade away. It's like you just shine a light on them and say, what? That's not true. I don't believe that. And then the story begins to fade. It starts to feel like a distant memory of a bad movie. It just drops away. That's a huge win, because it's these stories that actually cause our stress, not the thing, the event, the trigger that you probably think is the cause. 
For example, let's say you have a ton going on at work. You've got a dozen difficult deadlines and the pressure is on. On the surface, it seems reasonable to think that your work is causing your stress, but it's not. Because in the back of your mind, you're telling yourself a story. That story might be something like, I don't have enough time for this. How am I going to get all this done? Why is my boss being so unreasonable about it? Or, if I don't finish this, X will happen. And you can fill in your own blank there. What we often don't realize is that these stories weave together, and they start to chip away at us. They weigh us down. They suck your time and energy, so you start to feel exhausted and unproductive, even as the work piles up. I always like to think of the analogy of running a marathon, but every mile, someone hands you a 10-pound weight. I mean, the marathon is hard enough on its own, but if you keep on adding more and more weight, it won't be long before even the best runner would be forced to drop out of the race. And that's exactly what happens with stress. Every stressful story is like a little bit of weight that stacks up until you become overwhelmed or even paralyzed by your own thoughts. Mastering those two simple strategies of stepping back and catching the little voice red-handed is what lets you drop all of that excess weight. So you can just focus on you winning the race. And after being bogged down for so long, running without the weight feels so much easier. It feels more natural. It feels like you're primed automatically to win. So those two habits form the basic path. You want to develop a bunch of little tools you can use on command that will move you from being really stressed to being just a little less stressed, and from being a little stressed to feeling calm, confident, and happy. There are a ton of different techniques you can use depending on what you're going through, and one of my roles with The Joy Within is to make sure that you know which methods are going to work best for you on your terms. But the path is the same. And when you combine that path with your resonance, your natural inner energy that you already have access to, then it's no contest. You'll be able to deal with anything. The little voice can do its worst, and you'll be ready. It's just a habit you can build. You'll be able to catch, reset, and shift your thoughts automatically. That's why it's so important to build these simple habits before stress really kicks in. You can still do it after. So if you're already super stressed, don't worry, there is still a fix. But it is easier the sooner you act. I think the best way to get started with that is to do a reset. It's like a cleanse for your mind, to oust all of those grimy stories that have built up. It lets you start fresh. So step one is to head over to thejoywithin.org and sign up for our 30-day stress reset. I think doing that reset is super important because it's a commitment that you make to yourself. It's like starting a new workout plan. It's a decision that your mental health is important to you, and you're going to take a month to get into shape. After you join, we'll show you how to activate that inner joy I mentioned earlier, and we'll make a custom plan to fit your situation, your schedule, so you know you can win. When you do, you'll start to feel like yourself again, You won't have those weights holding you down on your run. You'll feel refreshed, yes, but you'll also feel excited, uplifted, and ready to take on pretty much anything. If there's one thing I want you to take away from today's episode, it's that stress 
just isn't worth it on any level. It's just not worth the risk. I know I've hammered that in a little today, but I have crashed and burned too many times over the years to take this lightly. No one should have to put up with that kind of turmoil, especially because that stress is so easy to prevent. So if that's you, if you're stressed on any level, head over to thejoywithin.org and take the 30-day stress reset so you can finally start to feel like yourself again. That's what's most important. Thanks for listening to today's episode. When you're ready to take a stand against the stress and negativity in your life, head over to thejoywithin.org, sign up, and choose the path that's right for you. When you join, you'll learn a simple process to activate your natural inner joy so you can regain control and become the calm, confident, and happy person you deserve to be. Visit thejoywithin.org to get started today. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with someone you love, because I think we can all use a little more joy in our crazy modern world.